Welcome back to 21st Century Cinema, a podcast exploring the latest ongoings in film and the film industry. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Delavecchia, joined by my co-host, Ava Carvello. Today we'll be talking about why the 91st Academy Awards just didn't feel that special. So today we'll be discussing the ups, a lot of downs, and the snubs from Sunday evening. Right from the beginning. So from the get-go, as we all knew, there was no host this year. Yeah. Which I had worries about, but for the most part, it wasn't that bad. I would have preferred uh, some nice introduction with some jokes. Yeah. But it made the show shorter, which definitely a welcome thing. I still think it kind of suffered without a host, though. It just wasn't, like, didn't have a whole lot of personality. And it has happened in the past, where, like, there hasn't been a host, like, 30 years ago. And that show has, like, that's one of the lowest rated Oscars ever. I'm not sure about the ratings for this Oscar, for these Oscars, but I'm pretty sure it was pretty low as well. So, yeah. So the biggest difference was the monologue. The mon- There was no monologue. There exactly. Was, there was a few jokes made by Tina Poehler, or Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, and Maya Rudolph, which was actually fantastic. Like, they're like four jokes yeah, they made funny. were the highlight of the introduction. I they wish they would have just, like, done an opening monologue, but they didn't. Instead, we got um, a, a performance by Queen and Adam Lambert. And, you know, um, wait, before we talk about that, I think they could have hosted the Oscars easily. I think the, It takes a lot of planning. Yeah, I think the best choice, who they really should have gone for, is John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. That would have been a really good Oscars to see. That would have... But we don't know if they... Like, we know it was talked it. about, but we don't know if they actually got off or not. And the reason why a lot of people actually turn it down is because it's actually a lot of hard work and preparation in advance to do the Oscars. Like, they're working on it, like, two months beforehand, yeah. and it's just straight working on and it. And then you're also being televised in front of millions of people, mm-hmm. so it's, There's like, There's lots of rehearsals. Yeah. So, okay, mm-hmm. so they did open it with a performance by Queen with Adam Lambert, so, like, the new Queen. Uh, what, what did you think of that? It was absolutely terrible. It looked like Adam oh. Lambert had never performed with Queen before. He was going off beat, just doing his own thing. It was... It was terrible to watch. I, it looked like he had never performed with Queen before. Like, they just asked him last minute, Hey, kid, come sing our songs with us. Well, you know he is part of Queen now. I know. I know he is. And I, I just... It was sad. Okay, I don't think he did a bad job performing with Queen. I think it was pretty good. I think he has an okay energy. Obviously, you know, whatever. Not Freddie Mercury. But I think it was... The performance itself wasn't that bad. And I do like that they decided to, like, you know, pay homage to Queen and have him perform. But it wasn't the way to open an awards ceremony. It just kind of felt out of place and just, like, not what we're familiar to. Versus last year, like, Jimmy Kimmel. It was Jimmy Kimmel, right? It was Jimmy Kimmel for two yeah. past two years. Jimmy Kimmel just did, like, a fantastic mm-hmm. job. Honestly, they could have gotten him for a third year. His first Oscars was better than his second. But he did actually tweet, like, ten minutes before the event, thinking they're mm-hmm. not going to ask me to host for a third time. Yeah, he's and funny. And that was just really, that was a really well-timed joke. Yeah, but, so... Um, yeah, well, one thing I did like though, without a host is that last year, Jimmy Kimmel did a thing where he just took a whole bunch of random celebs and went to a theater across the street and did a bit, which, okay, yeah. fine, but, like, when we cut a lot of that stuff out, like, the show was over before midnight, which is a first. It was over before 11.30, But which do you is amazing. want the show to be short or enjoyable, right? I like, want the show are... to not go super late where I have to get up early the next morning and I hate having to stay up like it does every year. Like, the show is televised in listings to go from 8 to 11, and usually it goes to 1 a.m. Yeah, um... So yeah, I think that the Queen performance was a good idea, but they should have just come up with like, I don't know, maybe this huge skit using a different lot of the different actors and presenters from the night as an opening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like I would have just preferred if Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Maya, Ru- Maya Rudolph came up, did some jokes, and then did the first category, and we well, just yeah, continued on but with the night. They couldn't have them do the like a whole opening monologue. You know, like 
Jimmy Fallon's Golden Globe opening when mm-hmm. they're like singing the La La Land. If they did something like that, I think it would have been so. Good. That would have taken a lot more time to prepare than just some jokes, though. I think. Yeah. Especially when they're they you've got three comedians. You got three comedians, so I feel like it. I feel like it would have yeah. been more plausible for the it three just, of them. It just yeah, the performance seemed out of place, and then throughout the entire thing, it just kind of seemed like kind of boring or like as if it was missing something which it was mm-hmm. it was missing its usual flair and it was just kind of like oh it's just an awards show there's no like entertainment it's like oh i'm just watching people get awards some most people i don't know i'm just kind of watching people have speeches and it's not as fun to watch so people i feel like maybe didn't watch it all or didn't enjoy it as much i know i didn't i didn't enjoy any of the songs this year i thought that the uh, best song category was well, extremely lacking um it was yeah not... i think that might just be in comparison to neck to last year because mm-hmm. last year was really good, right? Like with Coco and that. Yeah, there was a really great tweet though that I saw. Um, somebody tweeted so in the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, it's the guy and the girl playing, <laughs> yeah. and the girl's got an acoustic guitar and long blonde hair. And somebody tweeted, "Oh look, they asked Phoebe to sing Smelly Cat at the Academy Awards." And I don't like another friends, well another so... well time Chuck Friends is amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean. Ballad of Buster Scruggs maybe should have won that category, but speaking of that, mm, it's not that great of a song. Like I, none of the other songs were that strong as you said. Everyone though. knew though that Lady Gaga was going to win because it climbed to the charts. Like even though like oh, I, I disagree that I don't think it's a strong song, it was the most popular. Oh yeah, never mind. Biggest song of the year. I forgot that that was it. Yeah, that one. Not the biggest to win. song, but like it was one of the biggest songs of the year. Biggest movie song of the year. Yeah. So let's start off with the snubs then. Uh, snubs. Okay, there are a lot the... of snubs. I feel like there are more snubs than actual positive. You know things. what? Actually, let's just, like, go through the categories okay. and talk about, you know... Um, animated short I want to start with, because I think that's the only one where who was supposed to win one, and that was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm so happy about that. That's it was, what I was an for. amazing piece of cinema, amazing animation, beautifully done, and it deserved that award. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It Honestly, it, I wish animated movies were contended. Like, they don't always have to be nominated, but they were, like, contenders for Best Picture, because I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse should have been up there instead of... Mm. Other movies, Black Panther. Okay, Joe. <laughs> I'm okay. still mad. So, um, yeah. Any other awards you like? Just come straight. Um. Okay. Um. Uh, I do. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna talk about Best Picture right away. Screw it. Yeah. Um. Best Picture, as you know, for those who listened to our first episode, I wanted Vice to win, Me too. but Green Book was my second favorite film of the year and my top ten list yeah. of this year. So I was very pleasantly surprised that if Vice wasn't going to win, it was Green Book, and Roma didn't get Best Foreign Film and Best Picture, or it wasn't um, a Black Panther. Black Klansman I would have been okay with because I've heard nothing but good things about it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. So of course just my next pick was Green Book. So I, I actually was very happy with Green Book winning. It's a really well done movie if anyone hasn't seen it. I really recommend. Um, yeah. Not illegal, but like you can stream it. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy about that win too. Like... Mm-hmm. I was really hoping for Vice to get that win, and I do think maybe Vice deserved it a bit more, but that's it did. just, you know, my personal opinion, and I see why Green Book win, won, and I'm happy with that. And you were talking about Black Klansman, and it won Best Original Screenplay, or Best... Uh... It won Screenplay, yes. Yeah. Spike Lee got his Oscar finally. Samuel Jackson was so happy yeah, that Yeah, and that was Spike Lee's first Oscar, which mm-hmm. he just has been in the game for so long, and has such an iconic style. Mm-hmm. And even people who aren't Movie people, you know the name Spike Lee. It's yeah. just so iconic. I feel like so, even if you don't know movies, like, I only got into I, cinema, like, heavy, like, five years ago, and before then even I knew the name Spike Lee. Like, you just, yeah, you know the I'm name saying. Spike Lee. It's just familiar. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really nice to see him win, and that, like, him, like, and Samuel L. Jackson, iconic. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's good. 
Yeah. I think Amy Adams was really snubbed for uh, supporting actress. Who won? <laughs> uh, supporting Again, actress. It was... I don't remember who won. It was that memorable who won. Um, I feel like it is due to the fact that I didn't, you know, see all of the movies. Mm-hmm. So for a lot I of I think them... it was Regina King, sorry, if Beale Street could talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was. It was. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sh- pretty sure she did a pretty great job in that film. And I feel like that role is more emotionally demanding and there's more behind it. Mm-hmm. Amy Adams did a great job. But I just feel like that role that Regina King had was a little bit harder to off. Amy's just long overdue for an Oscar. If anyone has seen her uh, recent films, Arrival, Nocturnal Animals, um, and now this, like, she deserved nominations for all of them. She only got nominated for Vice, and she deserves to have an Oscar, and she doesn't. And I'm not even that big of an Amy Adams fan, and that's coming from me. Yeah. And then, oh, let's just go through some of the awards. So then for Best Actress, Olivia Coleman won. That was the biggest surprise of the evening, but I'm not upset about it. It's so well-deserved. She's mm-hmm. so funny. And her speech... She had the best speech of the night. ...was the best. I loved it. Like, I didn't even know who she <laughs> was that much going into the Oscars, and she's already one of my, like, favorite celebrities. Did you see, um, the second award given out was Achievement in Makeup and Hairstyling. Did you see the speech for that? Yeah, I did. It, it was, was just... It was mm-hmm. a train wreck. The Academy blackened them out and cut their mics early because they... Tried to do this speech where, was, like, they talked, like, one person, the next person, the next person, then back to the first person, second person, third person. It was poorly planned. It was. I guess they didn't expect to win. It but, was, like, everyone was saying they were going to win. They it was It was poorly went. It was poorly planned, and, like, you could tell that they weren't, like, you know, it was prepared, but it was just so, like, rigid, and they weren't just genuinely talking. They would, like, finish their part and then, like, you know, tap, tap the, the other one on the little elbow and be like, oh, it's your turn now. Mm-hmm. And it was just so, like, cringeworthy. Yeah. I mean, good for them for getting an award. But then it just got worse when the Academy just, like, faded out. Yeah, and... they were just like, no, you're done. And then the next shot, you see that they're still talking into the microphones, mm-hmm. but you just can't hear any of it. It's, it... there's always one person who gets cut off, though, at the Academy. Yeah. Every single year. It really sucked when they tried to do it to Del Toro last year. They gave him, like, ten seconds to talk, and they were trying to cue him off, and everybody was, like, booing. So they let him do his whole speech, yeah. which was good. So, I mean, yeah. I was just saying again about Olivia Coleman. For those of you that haven't seen her speech, just, like, look it up. It's yeah. just easy to listen to. She just seems, like, so genuine and funny, and mm-hmm. I want to be her friend. And, yeah, I mean... I didn't necessarily see her performance, but she just seems like a good person, so sure, I'm gonna say she definitely deserved it. I also just want to talk about, very quickly before we continue on with the awards, um, the production of the actual evening. It looks like whoever was behind, like, the camera in the director's booth, like, saying which camera to go to, telling uh, the uh, people at the computers controlling the cameras or the cameramen, it was not done very well. It was awkward. Yeah, it was really awkward. Some of the shots didn't make sense. Like, in Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's thing, like, half of it, you're just staring at the back of their heads at the piano. Yeah. Like it's, and if you look online, there's a lot of really great, like, photography stills and shots of that moment. Yeah. And they didn't capture any of those angles. It was so awkward and so poorly planned. And there was even times when it would just be randomly pointing at, like, a corner of the stage, and then it would quickly, like, go to another camera. Yeah. Like, it was not done well at all. I did like the stage design for the Oscars, though. It looked cool. The stage design is always nice. It always yeah. has a nice stage design. Okay, what's our next category? So, uh, well, we can talk about Best Actor now. Ooh. Which, you know what? I, I mean, it's pretty clear, if you guys listened to last time, or if you even just know me, that I wasn't necessarily ro- rooting for Rami Malek, but I did really like his speech, and, like, I am a huge fan of his. Again, I just feel like he's kind of, you know, an aw- better with playing awkward characters <laughs> versus, like, Freddy. I was kind of rooting for, like you know, probably Christian Bale to win, but I think 
I think Rami, I'm happy with his win, just because his speech was really good and genuine. I still and think Christian Bale deserved it me more too. and should have it. I think he should have it, yeah. but I'm not as mad as I would have been mm-hmm. or, because he had such a great speech, and I'm like, oh, okay. Or even Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. He was amazing in his role, very powerful. Yeah. But I feel like the Academy just didn't want to honor him because the guy does have a little bit of an ego, which, fine, you've got an ego, but I don't think that should be affecting him getting an award, but... It has in the past, and I think it is still now. Like, I think he and Christian Bale deserved it way more over Rami. Yeah, and also... Oh, wait, I just lost my train of thought. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you yeah. have the next award? Um, I mean, there's stuff we can talk about. I'm not... Like, do you have a, an opinion on the best original music score? No. Um, okay. It was Black Panther won, though, right? Yeah, Black I don't Panther think, won. But, like, it's just a whole bunch of rap songs, is it not? Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but No, no, I'm... no, music score. Oh, the score, the score. Um, not soundtrack. No, the score was nice. It's fine. Well, I think the, like, idea with score is if you notice the score when you're watching the movie, which is, Mm -hmm. like, rare, when you hear that song and you're like, oh, I know what's going to, you know what I mean? That just didn't happen in Black Panther. I think it's just because they had so much going on. But I think, like, Mary Poppins should have gotten that. I mean, they just have, like, you hear that song, you could be anywhere. You hear the Mary Poppins score, you're like, oh. It's the Mary Poppins Returns. Easy. I like, think it's you know more I mean? of the fact that Black Panther had to take something home and they weren't giving them Best Picture. <laughs> so it was just like, okay, what awards can we give them? Yeah. And I think that was mainly more of the mindset of the Academy of we gotta send them home with something. And that's why yeah. I think then it won score. And did it win costume? or Yeah, it won yeah. costume. I think costume was well-deserved. Costume was really well-deserved. It did feel like they were giving like a lot of like almost consolation awards as if they weren't actually considering... For some of the awards, I'm not going to say which ones, but some of the, of the awards just felt like they were giving them away just to make their loss for other bigger awards a little bit less important, I guess, or devastating, which mm-hmm. then takes away from those smaller awards. It's like, oh, they're not as important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, we already talked about the original song. Um, supporting actor. Supporting actor. I think Sam Rockwell... Deserved more recognition mm. than he got. I don't know if he deserved it, like, deserved the win. Um, I think he Mahershala did deserve the win. I yeah. think Mahershala, like, that was not snubbed. Same. But I just think there should have been more of a spotlight on Sam Rockwell just because I of mean, how well he did. And, like, no one was talking about it. Nobody, like, the only thing you saw of it was actually at the Oscars when there was, yeah. they showed the clip. That's it. He did a I, good, I think he deserved more. He did a good job, but it was just kind of, like, he had a smaller role. And you have to owe some of that to, you know, whoever his... If he had a voice coach or the, you know, makeup and all that. But I think Adam Driver, you know, could have been in the running for that one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. He was there, and he was so uh, happy and proud when Black Klansman yeah. got that award. It's the first time I've ever Adam seen Adam Driver. Driver smile, guys. Like. What? He's... What? <laughs> okay, you're me. Ma- I love Adam I Driver. Driver. Meta. That, is, that is just a joke. That is okay. Just a joke. Uh, best director... Um, I'll let you read this that? one if you want. I think, I, once again, I didn't see Roma, so I can't really comment on it. Um, but I, from what I did see, it looked very beautiful and really yeah. well done. So I'm, I think, I do think it won deserve cinematography, and I still do stand by it, and I'm glad it won. The directing also seemed very nice, but it's just the fact that I can't really voice an yeah. opinion, especially in directing, because... And it was Alfonso Cuaron mm-hmm. who won, and he won, like, two, or maybe three or four years ago. Like, he won pretty recently, too. Yes, he did. So... Yeah, that kind of says a lot about him, but I I do think that Adam McKay kind of deserved that the director of Vice. I think because he it's deserved such a editing more style. Uh, yeah, it's more in the I editing. Like so. yes, the directing is distinct, but it's more in the editing, the way it cuts two things and the way it works in with the writing. Yeah. 
that's the way the editing works. And I am upset that Bohemian Rhapsody 1 editing, which is what I wanted to bring up next, yeah. is because Bohemian Rhapsody 1 editing just for recreating the Live Aid concert. That's all they got it for was that last 20 minutes. The rest of the well, movie is edited very sloppy and it's very choppy. I get the sound mixing, though. Like, the that sound makes mixing, so much yeah. Sense. But then also the best director, I think Spike Lee, you know, maybe had a, should have, maybe he should have won. A lot of people online, like, I like to look at what a lot of, um, like, um, cinema journalists are posting online before I watch the Oscars, and pretty much everyone, it was a deadlock between Black Klansman, Green Book, and Roma to win Best Picture. Yeah. Except for one guy from the Huffington Post who put Black Panther. (laughs) He was just the one random odd guy out. And that man had courage, and I salute you for your courage, but honestly, dude, get a grip. Like... Yeah, I mean, a lot of the awards, it just felt like they were giving it to, like, you know, kind of odd winners. Mm -hmm. It just kind of felt, like, off, or as if, like, I don't know. Just this... The Oscars just kind of seemed like it was, oh, it's there. There's nothing special about it. There's no, there's like a couple good speeches. Like I said, Olivia Coleman was fantastic. But like, again, like, you know, best visual effects went to First Man. When Infinity War was there, Ready mm. Player One was there. Uh, did you see First Solo Man, Solo was there. Yeah, did you see Ready Player One? I did. I saw all the movies on uh, visual effects, and I do think First Man deserved it. Well, yeah, but it just kind of, I don't know. Just some of the awards just kind of felt like they were... First Man only relies on visual effects for one scene, and that one scene, both its sound mixing, editing, and visual effects, like, it outdoes everything else that we saw this year, I think. Um, I get, a lot of people actually thought Infinity War was gonna take it. Yeah. Um, I knew it wouldn't. I knew they weren't gonna give it to Infinity War. I don't think so, Um, but it makes sense. Ready Player One, I would have accepted as a second, because it was really well done. That movie is heavy special effects. Like, Pretty much every single shot is, mm-hmm. you know, special effects. Like, yeah, all the ones so in the... Really well done. I would have been okay with Ready Player One, but I do think that First Man deserved yeah. visual effects. And I I didn't even like the movie that much. It's on my worst list of the year. I think it is the... Oh. I think it's okay. the the bad thing in Damien Chazelle's closet. Especially, like, after he had Whiplash and then La La Land. I feel like he was really climbing up and then he, he's taking yeah. a little bit of a drop down. So, yeah, let's kind of try to stick to the, the Oscars yes. here. Because we could get, you know, go off on a tangent and kind of... On every one of these movies. You know, go on rants. But I think, yeah, the Oscars, like, it just didn't... Like, it's not even a week later, and I just feel like I barely remember Yeah, it, it was not memorable There's just, you know, those couple good moments. Like, yeah, at the beginning, after Queen played, you know, they were funny. It was Tina Fey, Amy, Amy Poehler... And Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph, yeah. They were funny. That was good. I remember that. And, like, when John Mulaney... And Aquafina came out. That was funny. Mm-hmm. I like them too. So like having those presenters that are funny is important too. And they didn't have that all the time. Uh, did you see Trevor Noah? Oh, his that was thing? funny. He did. He funny. pulled the most amazing prank where he said something in his native tongue, which I don't know the actual native language he's using, so I'm not going to say what it was because I don't want to get it wrong. It's a South African dialect. Yes, it's a South African dialect. And he was talking about Black Panther. And he said that what he had said was, like, this, like, beautiful, moving quote. But what he actually said was along the lines of, these white people will never know that I'm lying straight to their faces. Yeah, I just said, white people don't know I'm lying. Yeah. But in, yeah, and then obviously everyone in in the audience was like, wow, so, so moving, so touching. There was was someone on Twitter that exposed it. Yeah, so there's a couple, like, little nice touches. But overall, if I had to, like, say, oh, what's the biggest thing of the night? It's like, um... Keegan-Michael Key falling down from the ceiling and then up with an umbrella. That was the biggest thing of the night. And, like, that took up, like, ten seconds. But, like, yeah. the most memorable and, like, likable part of the night was Olivia Coleman's speech. No, in my it opinion, anyways. It was the most anyways. memorable part. And, like, that's not to do with the Academy. That's to do with 
mm-hmm. one of the nominees. Well, that's what I think also is a big part of the Oscars. That the most memorable parts yeah. of the night should be the wins, but, but there should also be memorable parts from the Oscars. Like, yeah. my most memorable thing from Jimmy Kimmel's Oscars is when he played that uh, video of Matt Damon's We Bought a Zoo <laughs> to make fun of him. Then good. Matt Damon came onto stage, he called him at, with Ben Affleck and Guest, and then he played him off. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. just being, like, Gen Z, but, like, those, like, when you can find clips online and you can just rewatch them or watch them with friends mm-hmm. and laugh about, there was nothing in this Oscar that I would find, you know, there's no. nothing in this award, in this Academy Award, that I would go back onto YouTube to show my friends. There was nothing that I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's so funny, I want other people to see this. There isn't, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and, it was just kind of... And that shows mm-hmm. a lot in post media, like, uh, Screen Junkies, responsible for Honest Trailers, Every year they do a show the next day, which is pretty much just like a show where they make fun of the Oscars yeah. and everything, and they talk about it. And it was not a good show this year, which I don't hold against them. They just, they didn't have any material. Yeah. There was nothing there. And yeah, like you said, like the camera angles and stuff just kind of seemed unprofessional and clunky at the best. It just kind of, I don't know. And also, like, when they, they always, like, pan over to the audience, show you all the celebrities, mm-hmm. they never got, like, any of the good or, like, funny reactions. They were just, like... I guess you, like, they don't know who's going to give the good reactions, but usually you, you have stuff set up as mm-hmm. well, and it's just kind of, they would be looking at, like, the wrong person who has nothing to do with what's going on on stage, so they're just kind of looking. It was funny, they were, when Queen was performing, it, like, pans over to Bradley Cooper at one spot, and he's just, like, sitting there, and then when he realizes that there's a camera pointed at him, all of a sudden he starts, like, smiling and clapping yeah. along, and it's just like, yeah. Nobody like, was moved by If it. you're going to, well, no, people were. People in the audience were jamming out. It was a great time, and I love that, like, Brian May and all of them were there. No, I think it was good. I think they should have had Queen perform, just not as the opening, and maybe not, maybe just, like, one song. Mm-hmm. Like, We Are the Champions. You know, that would have yeah. been appropriate. But, like, I don't know why they wouldn't pan the camera over to someone who's, you know, singing along and dancing. You can see them in the background. But why just pan to Bradley Cooper, who's just kind of chilling there, just trying to have a good time and prepare for his performance, you know what I mean? Speaking of which, do we want to talk about that performance? Why? What about it? I guess he even been on the internet. The internet is freaking out because wow. of Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga's performance because of how much like chemistry it. they have and how everyone now oh. has the conspiracy theory that they're in love and dating. Yeah, and I like, saw that. There's a lot of there was a lot of chemistry and a lot of like kind uh, this of... is not a real word, but steaminess on the stage um, between the two. Well, you know, I don't know if you know about the movie, but they're actors, huh? And they play characters that are in love with each other. I there was, was she, uh, sorry, Lady Gaga was on, like, a talk show or something, and they were like, so, is there any... Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. Is there any chem- chemistry between you? And she goes, no. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, he's, like, uh, not married, but, like, a long-term relationship. And it's like, yeah. no, that's weird. Please stop asking. It makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They are just, like, you know, pretending to be in love. The internet, please get over that. They're just good actors. And I thought you were going to say something bad about the song when you are like... No, oh, no, no. No, the song but... was fine. I didn't appreciate looking at the back of their heads for half of it, but it, well, the song was fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's only, like, so far these award ceremonies can go, and I understand that there was so many problems getting it going, but I feel like some of the problems with it, there's no real excuses for, and there's ways to get around it. I think it goes back to, like, the host. That was, like, the main thing. That it just kind of felt like this award ceremony exists. It's not, like anybody's favorite it's not it's just kind of there doing what it's supposed to do and mm-hmm. nothing more i think as soon as kevin as soon as they got rid of kevin hart or they should have already had backups i know they offered to other people but they should just 
you know what I mean, really offer it to more people and see who would be interested in doing it. Mm-hmm. I think John, John Mulaney, if they asked him, I think he would be so up for it. I would love that. I would He did say that. on um, Seth Meyers that he would be down for it, but he hadn't, no offer had been extended yeah, to him at the time. exactly. Him and Nick Kroll mm-hmm. together, yeah. that would be legendary. That's like my dream host for the Oscars, besides Jimmy Kimmel. They could have gotten him again. I love Jimmy mm-hmm. Kimmel so much. And he's I, done... I just think people would have been exhausted of three years of Kimmel. I wouldn't. There's one guy that he hosted the Oscars 18 times. I forget his name. Sorry, but there is a guy who hosted it 18 times. I don't think they were all in a row. That would have been a no, lot. No, that would have been a long, long 18 like, years. It's it's fine, I think, mm-hmm. if he did it th- three times. And he also did one, two Emmys in there? Or just one Emmys? I think he's only done one Emmys. Yeah. He may have done two, but I think it's just one Emmys. I personally think that his Emmy... Yeah, because it was won... he did Emmys, then Kimmel did... Uh, sorry, not, then Fallon did, and then it was Colbert. Corden? No, Colbert. What? Oh, never Stephen mind. Colbert. Sorry. <laughs> then, oh, no, James Corden hosted something else. Oh, he that's hosts the, music that's stuff. The, that's Tony's. Sorry, yeah. guys. Um, Yeah, so I like Kimmel's Emmys when he hosted that was probably his best one. Mm-hmm. I think that's just because that's, like, where he's familiar with. Yeah, and he also brought the kids from Stranger Things out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the kids from Stranger Things. Don't and, laugh uh, at me. And, and, and then... <laughs> When he lost, and Matt Damon came out, and he was like, how you like dem apples? Yeah, 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 Jimmy, tell your mom that I like her apples. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. those, like, and he, yeah, like, you know, gave snacks out to everyone in the mm-hmm. audience. There was nothing like that at this Oscar. No. There was nothing. Because there was no host. There was no bits. There was no personality bringing it along. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like this faceless stage that was like, here, have a golden man. <laughs> well, I do think that because of this, though, the Academy is going to try and bend over backwards to make next year's show amazing. So yeah. I really am hoping for... A, it doesn't have to be amazing, just a good Oscars next year. Me too. And I think mm-hmm. because last year was such a strong Oscar, like, in my opinion... Last year was... The movies... Um, it was amazingly strong so, Oscars. Yeah. And the year before that, the last two Oscars have just been amazing. So, yeah, I think... That, yeah, the main problem with this Oscars is that it just kind of felt like it was there. It didn't do any more than what it's supposed to do. The camera editing and angles were just kind of, like, clunky and felt awkward. It was just kind of, well, uh, like, not good enough prepared for it. They didn't prepare for it well yeah, enough. No. And it was just the movies themselves weren't that great. And I also think that they cracked under social pressure. And for a lot of the awards, they just kind of thought, what will make other what will make social media happy. I, I'd have to concur with that, yeah, no. And I think they tried to prepare for it, and then everything started falling apart, and then it just it yeah. just didn't work out well in the end. Um, that's all I have to say on the Oscars for this year. Yeah, so if you were to say, like, what are your biggest wants for next year that they didn't do this year, just before a we host. go? A host. <laughs> a host. <laughs> yeah, of course. I want a host. host. Um, I don't want a lot of bits, but just a little bit of bits, because they, the, they help the night go. Yes. And I would really, really enjoy just more, like, just better nominations next year. Just yes. better nominations. Better movies. And, yeah. Well, with Tarantino's new movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm hoping that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood gains some yeah. traction. But we'll talk about that movie in the summer when it comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, for future reference, yeah. our next podcast, just to let you guys stay in the loop, it's going to be a little bit of a break. It'll be the Saturday in three weeks from now. Yes, three weeks from now we'll be having our next episode. Yes, and I think from that point on, they'll be regular, bi-weekly, they should be about an hour each, 
so that you know last week we had such a long one this week it's a bit shorter so just next time they'll be more regular and a little bit easier to listen to that's at least the hope for right now yes but you'll of course be kept in the loop as the show goes on yeah and you can always follow our instagram at 21st century media all spelled out 21st century cinema oh gosh oh my god you're not even a real fan (laughs) of your own podcast so it's at 21st century cinema on instagram and we'll both have our individual Instagrams. I'm at Ava Carvello, just spelt like that verbatim. And I'm at the one and only JDV underscores between each word. You can just find it on the Instagram. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the same shameless promo, yeah. but that's it for today. Follow us. Give us attention, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's all from us, and we'll see you guys next time.